play video games. Fortnite. Overwatch. Minecraft. Cool math games. Schoolwork. Watching movies. Watching TV. Mickey Mouse cartoons. Peppa Pig. Social media. FaceTiming. YouTube. Welcome to the Techno Panic Podcast. Living and learning in the age of screen time. Here's your host, Kristen Turner, and her friend, Ian O'Byrne. Hey everybody, this is Ian O'Byrne. And I'm Kristen Turner. And this week we're going to talk about video games, balance, aggression, and setting limits. So about a month ago I was reading Netflix's quarterly report and something jumped out at me. They basically indicated that their big competition was Fortnite. It wasn't really, they weren't really concerned with HBO and, and cord cutting or streaming or anything else. Their big competition is Fortnite. And it, it made me think about how much of a relationship and reliance on video games we have in society. And that's a predominant uh, screen time method for our kids, right? Is playing video games, whether it's on their handheld devices or on uh, TV screens. Yeah, I see video games being played all the time. And it's just, it, I mean, my family, we recently cut the cord and I'm thinking about this streaming service or these, or, you know, and then what I didn't even think about is that my, my kids are predominantly playing video games all the time. They'd be very happy with just playing Fortnite all the time, as opposed to watching this show on HBO or this show on Netflix. And so, so I get a lot of questions from parents about that. How about you, about whether our kids should be playing video games or whether we should have limits? Do you get those questions? I get those questions all the time, and I have those questions. Um, in, in my house, uh, my son will play uh, uh, Fortnite all the time. He'll play Minecraft. The other big game in our house recently is Overwatch. And so he plays Overwatch a lot. Um, and so I've been trying to – one of the rules in our house is that I want to know and understand what he's doing. So we pay attention to the – the grades and the levels uh, for the games. But then also I want to know what he's doing and what he's doing as he plays, like what sort of content is there. So most times I will sit behind him and I'll watch what he's doing. Or the other night um, we were getting ready to go to bed and my daughter fell asleep early. So the two of us sat up for an extra half hour, 45 minutes. And I noticed that they had an overwatch gaming tournament on one of the Disney cable channels. So we sat there for about 30 minutes watching this Overwatch video game tournament, and he was explaining to me what's happening. And he was explaining what these different values are and what the players are trying to do and the purpose of the game and what the, the little scores at the top mean. And oh, it, it sounds really like he was creating an expository essay explaining something <laughs> to you. <laughs> What's an expository essay? Oh, he's telling you information um, in an essay type form. He was just doing it verbally rather than writing it down. But those are important skills to be able to explain something to someone else. Absolutely. And I, and I did it because I wanted to know more about it and make him realize that I cared about that and that I was paying attention. Um, and, and so I think in the future, that will also help if there is questionable content. We can have discussions about well, you remember when I saw this in Overwatch, well, this that's why it's not appropriate in this other game. Um, do you see a lot of video, or do you allow video games in your, class, in your house? Yeah, so one of the things that your story is um, 
revealing to me is that it's really important to be monitoring your children and the kinds of games they're playing, but it's also important to interact with them um, and to learn about what they're doing and to show an interest in that. So those are two things that I try to do in my house, but actually we have pretty strict limits on video game playing in our house for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, video games can take you down a very long distracted rabbit hole that takes you away from the work that you need to get done. So we have for a very long time always limited video games. And when my kids were very little, it started with, can I have my 10 minutes? So I would give them 10 minutes of playing their early video games. And that has evolved over time where they are now learning to set their own limits in video games. And even uh, even just recently, we are in, in the midst of science fair project time. And so there's a lot of academic work happening in our home right now. And a couple of my son's friends had decided to incorporate video game playing into their science fair questions. And so he was asked by several friends to play multiple rounds of half hour segments of video games. Um, And, you know, he came to me and said, I need to play a half an hour and then I have to stop for half an hour and then I have to play for another half an hour. And I said, okay, you can do this to help a friend but realize that if you choose to do all of your video game playing right now for this project, then you don't get to play any video games this weekend because you've used up your video game time. And I watched him struggle with it and he really wanted to help his friend out with the science fair. And he ultimately chose to play the video games for the science fair project. Well, Fast forward a couple days toward the weekend, another friend asked him to participate in a science fair project that had video games involved. (laughs) So he was over at that friend's house and he got randomly assigned to do reading rather than playing the video games. I'm not sure how random that was. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a good kid. He manipulated it, I think. So he read and then the other kid played the video games and then they're all kind of hanging out waiting for moms to pick them up and all the kids are playing video games. And my son was kind of forced to say, you know, I already played my video games for the week for my other friend's project. I can't play with you. So he is learning to regulate himself and to set these rules on himself, which is great as a parent. Um, I was actually surprised he made that choice, pleasantly surprised. Um, But the, the idea of setting limits has been very important because we, we need to do what needs to be done first. And for the most part, video games are pure entertainment mm-hmm. in our house. So you, so your rule structure in your house is uh, your children have a certain number of minutes per week or is it per day? It's, it's not even that anymore. It used to be 10 minutes per day when they were very little, you know, kind of younger than, than even Jack's. Um, but it has evolved to, you need to do your other things first. And then if you have time, you need to monitor your time. Don't let yourself end up for two hours playing the video game. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not so much that I'm putting those limits on them. I'm just reminding them, hey, how long have you been doing this? Uh, Have you been monitoring how long you've been doing this? Why do you want to do this right now? So I'm constantly asking when they ask to play video games, what else do you have to do? Do you have everything else done? Let's not get distracted by the game and forget about the other things. Um, So it's just an ongoing conversation now. So they come home from school, homework is done, you're making dinner. You may ask them to help with dinner, ask them to set the table, or if everything's done, they can go sit for half hour, 45 minutes and play. 
Uh, no, actually, they don't play any video games during the week. <laughs> oh, so no video games at the week. There's just was... no time. I mean, when they come home from school, by the time they're done with their homework and then they go to their evening activity, whatever that happens to be, they're they're in bed. So there really are no, there is no time for video games. We've just had a couple of snow days lately. And so that creates more time for video games. So it's really yeah. those like days off, weekends, snow days where they are really starting to to monitor their own time. So one of my earlier questions that I that you know I ask a lot is, are all forms of screen time equal? Um, do you see video games as being equal to just watching TV, watching Netflix? So I think that depends on the kind of video game. And you mentioned a couple of video games, some of which concern me more than others. Um, there is quite a bit of research in the field of screen time about how violent video games can increase aggression. There's a nice summary article on the centerforresearch.org um, that talks about this and cites some of the uh, research that's coming out of the field of psychology in this area. And we'll link that in the show notes so that everybody can take a look. But to kind of sum up what researchers are finding is there is a link between getting into a game and being violent and being um, a first person shooter and an increase in aggression. Now, aggression doesn't necessarily mean that you are going out and, you know, committing violent acts with a gun, but it does mean that you have an increase in aggressive behaviors and there is a link there. So that's concerning to me. And I talked to my son is actually the one who's more into these games than my daughter. I talked to him about that and I explain how we need to be mindful. Um, but I do notice that there are social aspects to these games that are really, really valuable. And I believe that you have also thought about video games in this way and you actually brought some video games to your son so that he could play with his cousins. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, one of the things, my son really wasn't that interested in video games, and I was trying as a, as a technology researcher to get him to play video games, most specifically Minecraft, and it just never clicked. And as much as I tried, it never clicked. And then one summer, we all got together as a family, and he sat there with his cousins, and they were all hook, line, sinker on Minecraft, playing all the time. And just the the day or two that we were all together he would sit and he would play minecraft or watch his cousins play minecraft and then he realized he could play against them so that really opened up the world to him and it wasn't really at first the video game it was the fact that he could play with his cousins who now live hours away from us um so at first it was a, a community thing. It was a communal way to engage and play with his cousins who were not there. Um, but going back to the, the violent video games and aggression, I have noticed over the last, you know, now that we have some of these other video games in our house, I wouldn't say that my son is more violent because that's not how he acts, but I would notice that the discourse, the language used in our house is different. And so I have a eight-year-old and a three-and-a-half, four-year-old, and I've noticed that the word die has all of a sudden come into the household lexicon. And as a parent, for the most part, we are attuned to that. And as a literacy researcher, I am attuned to that. And I, and I was like, wait a minute, where did that word, you know, come from? Um, and of course, the kids, they don't know. It's just there in the, in the air that we breathe and the water we drink. But I... 
I'm thinking, I'm wondering, does it come from this? Because nothing else has changed. Yes. Go ahead. That is so interesting because we just had um, in a local school an incident with someone writing on a bathroom wall, I'm going to kill you all. And so my kids have been talking about this incident because it's been a local, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And we had a two hour delay this morning due to weather. And so there were some video games this morning after we got everything done. And my son was playing Fortnite and then we had to go to leave the bus and, um, my daughter all of a sudden says, I wonder if the person wrote that because they play Fortnite. Uh, So that language issue is really interesting. The idea of I'm going to kill you or everyone die has a connotation in a video game that may be being transferred into the real world. And I'm not sure if there's research on that language piece uh, yet. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's my concern is I do know that Last night we were laying down and reading before bed and we were reading the first book of Harry Potter. And in chapters one and two, they say the word kill about 35 times. (laughs) And so I'm reading it like, okay, well maybe it's not the video games. I'm also cognizant of the fact that, you know, I listened to metal growing up and I still listen to metal music. And they, there's a lot of discussions about, you know, whether or not that makes me more violent or prone to aggression than other types of music. So I I think it goes back to your uh, correlation causation discussion from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So we were talking about some of the benefits to video games and some of the reasons that we think it's good to bring these into the house. You mentioned that you uh, were a technology researcher. So there are certainly skills of technology associated with video games. Um, There are skills of being involved in a community. And for some people, it's really important to have that online community. Maybe they are not feeling that community in their face-to-face situation. So an online community gives them a place where they can be somebody um, and connect with others. Um, And then we also talked about some potentially negative uh, aspects of video gaming. They can be addictive and there is research that shows the violent video games can increase aggressive behavior. So I think that um, we do have some good takeaways from our conversation today and uh, we can continue to think about setting limits as parents, but also being monitoring our children, being interactive with our children about these things. And I believe we're going to talk in a future episode with a video game producer who might be able to shed some light on how from the inside, the gaming community creates games to tap into kind of the social aspects, the community aspects. And then one more thing we didn't really talk about, but I think is important, is that most video games have a story to them. There's some kind of narrative, and I'm interested to talk more about how those stories may be affecting our children. Absolutely. This is the first look at video games. Please don't leave this and say that video games are bad. Um, We're just making sense of it, but I think that the key is having that discussion with your children and, and, and understanding and reflecting on what they're doing. Uh, We'll continue to take a look at video games and their role in our lives. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Now I can get back to playing my video games. Take the pillow.